0: Welcome to the coaching, Tex. Mate, we are going for gold. This is an Olympic special.
1: How are you,
2: lads? Oh, I'm very good, thanks, Turtle. Tex, how are you, mate?
1: These Olympics are here and we're going for gold. Exciting.
2: Uh,
0: mate, mate, Shano, tell him. I reckon he's already got a bronze medal for his connectivity. It sounds like his line's a bit dodgy there.
2: Well, I'm not sure if uh, he'd, get a, he'd get on the uh, podium, mate. I think he might, might not even make the qualifiers, really.
1: Are you okay, Tex? Are you there? I'm okay. Can you not hear me?
0: No, unfortunately we can. So, welcome, mate. Good to have you back on board this week, mate. Now, off the top, I know we said today's going to be an Olympic special episode, so it's all themed on the Olympics all the way through. But, mate, you've got something big that you you want to launch as a a newsbreaker, mate, a la
1: Hachi. Now... You, you will think I'm winding you're up here, but let me tell you, it's a bit like half telling a story, right? I have it from within the Richmond Footy Club today. Today. That it, the first time ever a discussion was had about Damien Hardwick at that club for next year, instigated, instigated by, by Damien Hardwick. Hardwick. He has put it to the club today about whether now is the time for him to pursue other options. First time it's been said, absolute fact, it was raised today by him, officially. Mm. Yeah. So,
0: um, not surprising at all, mate. Uh, it was, it was um, first mentioned on
1: Sunday night on First Crack by David King. Well, I'm telling you that it happened today and the meeting kicked off at 11.30 this morning. Melbourne time, that's 9.30 a.m. Perth time. <laughs> Excellent, mate. So, lining up there, mate, is he a chance for Collingwood, do you think? What are you suggesting? Oh, I think um, if he wants to coach another club next year, I think anyone would have Damien Hardwick, absolutely. Okay. Would you, you be disappointed you, if he if he walked away from Richmond? Um,
0: Actually, when I listen to, because as I've recommended on Turtle TV previously, uh, first crack is... Is is definitely one of my favourites, and um, when when David King mentioned it on Sunday night, I thought, you know what, um, I could see I could see how that that could could make sense, um, mm-hmm. and you know, learn from some of the other things that are happening at other places. So, it, um, if if that's something that is crossing his mind, then it should be discussed to make sure that all parties are completely aligned around what they want to do. So, mate, as a supporter, you couldn't you couldn't have want or asked any more out of what he's helped deliver the club. Um, so, um, you know, if, if they're going to have to find a different way to to move forward with a, a potentially a different coach, then you know that's maybe maybe not something that you completely close the door on.
2: So, where this come from? Like, why is this? Why is it in conversation? Just because they're having a down year?
1: Uh, my, I sound like Steve-O here. My sources tell me that he's been a bit reflective um, and thought, well, does he want to stay doing it with that club? Is it right, he's put it to the club. Do they want him because he's not trying to walk away? He's just put it on the agenda. And I think he's also a smart bloke. That history tells you the only there's only downside for him, unfortunately. He stays there and the next time they probably, I think they um, challenge for a flag is years away, that might be too long for him to stay at that club. So maybe the time's right. And there's plenty of options for him and many, no other club would close the door on Damien Hardwick. That's for sure. If he was available, plenty of other people would be interested in him.
2: I'm not sure.
1: Go on, Shane, you go. I was going to
2: say, I'm not sure they're there years away before they contend again. I think they've got some good kids coming through. They'll lose a couple of older players for sure. I think they can be replaced. I'll um, go to the draft, do their trades. I think they'll still be competitive. And I don't know. I mean, if you look at um, look let's look at Clarke Clarko's going at the end of 2022. Made um, their one in 2008. Um, rebuilt, did make finals in 2009. Sort of rebuilt one 13, played grand final 12. Won 13, 14, 15 finals in 16, 17, 18, no, 16, uh, 16, 18. Um, so like still been very, very competitive. So I'm not sure that's the case. While it's always downhill after you win a couple of flags, um, obviously the guy can coach, um, it will get back to what he wants to do, I guess, to a point. But certainly, I think the club itself is in a very strong position.
0: Well, why would they do it? What, um, why would Richmond do it? Do you think Tex? Why
1: would they uh, help Why him? would
0: Richmond entertain it, do you think?
1: Um, I guess if they think he's not fully committed, history says that you can stay too long at a club. So if they get an inkling, at his, that he's brought up the conversation, not them. If he's gone to them and said, Do you think I'm right? That would put some doubt in your mind as a board or a CEO or whatever and maybe exercise the option. I know you two talk and confide in each other. I prefer not to talk to either of you because I don't like either of you that much. But I wouldn't also rule out that what Damien has seen happen to Alistair hasn't weighed on his mind. I think they're, yeah. they're good mates and potentially yeah. he could read the tea leaves and maybe doesn't want to end up in the future where Clarko is today. Mm.
2: Mm. I think the other thing with Damo is that I'm sorry, we're forgetting that maybe we haven't thought about it a, a lot, is that he's just going through a marriage breakup um and a new relationship. So that's not easy. Uh at any age, and certainly the age he's at now with the pressures of being a senior coach of a successful football club, put it all together, it's it's not hard to, to manage his emotional state. So maybe his question where is it right now?
0: Okay. Well let's um um I'm more interested in asking you some more hard hitting questions off air text like who the fuck are your sources? But anyway, um let's um Let's leave that for another conversation and watch this space. But on more pressing matters, um, how's the week been? There's been some, actually, some unfortunate news. So, um, ironically, as we were saying in the lead-up, Shane, um, he very interesting feedback about um, the, the work that um, I did in Turtle TV last week around programs and mentioned Hoag's. And then, lo and behold, we hear the news that um, John Cornell a.k.a. Strop, has um, unfortunately passed away. So, actually, I didn't realise he was 80 years old.
2: Yeah, 80, yeah. Um, 80 early in the year. 20 years he was suffering or dealing with Parkinson's, which is incredible. Um, uh, Incredibly tough. But, like, what a a human being, though. You know, film producer, writer, actor, Paul Hogan show, as you mentioned, businessman, you know, World Series cricket in 77. Unbelievable. Fantastic life.
1: I mean, everybody will – well, I certainly went and remembered him first and foremost as Strop, but you're right, Shane. He did a lot more than – in fact, arguably, he did so much more behind the camera than he did in front of it. So,
2: Yeah, correct.
1: Very sad. And I saw – I don't know how old Hoges would be, but he was a little bit emotional as well when I saw an interview with Paul.
2: Yeah, um, so he should be.
0: How, how old do you reckon um, um, his, um, his widow is?
1: Delveen,
2: seventy
1: four. Uh, looking at her face, twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dare I say, actually sixty nine. Um, mm.
2: Terrible. Um,
0: mm. yeah, eleven years, mate. Right? I didn't. But, um, I actually didn't realise he was that old. But um, so, via... what is it? How's it pronounced? Text. Vale. Vale.
2: Valet.
1: Valet. <laughs> valet strop. And that's, Speaking not of how, ballet, um, that's not how you park your car at the casino either. That's not no, the valet parking.
0: It's no. moving mate. Leave the funny stuff to me. Um John O. Coleman. Yeah, also.
1: not interested
0: now, he, he was a couple of weeks ago, but um I didn't actually Rick. Re- um
1: didn't realise that. But um what was he na- what was he known for? Um Tex? Uh, didn't he do that show, um, Simon Townsend's Wonder World, or something?
0: He did. And didn't the, um, didn't the, um, the what was the dog's name in that? Um,
2: uh, yeah.
0: He was mates with the dog, um, but um, that, that actually caught me off guard too. So he was quite ill too. So he was in his late sixties as well. So he was uh,
2: sixty-five. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prostate, prostate cancer.
1: Oh, is um, that right? Mm-hmm. Tough, hey, tough what, yard, mate. Sorry, mate. No, it's tough, Gary. It's okay. Um, what about some news that caught me, and I don't know the detail? What's happened to Robo?
2: Um, I believe he's had some uh, heart issues.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, wow. He won't be, we won't be seeing Robbo for some time, is what I heard yesterday. But there was nothing in the papers today. Mm. No, they mentioned it at the start of AFL 360 last night. I'll tell
0: you what, I, um so Fox Footy have posted something on Instagram. Anyway, so I, I go into the comments. I'll tell you what, there's some fair income ordinary units in this world, mate, with some of the stuff that people write about him. Um, and, just people in general. Anyway, you can get yourself caught up in the mire sometimes of, um, of social media, but uh, luckily for us, we have much more positive tweeters that um, send in messages of love to us. Eh, Shano? Uh, and if they do want to do that, where do they go, mate?
1: At the coach and text. Oh, beautiful! I, I, now, but, but 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 what about the other news of the week? Yeah, Who's... I haven't finished text, so um, I just thought I'd
0: um. That, that's what you call just. Um, leveraging off the situation, mate, but... Um, just checking. No, just, um, that's what we call it in Showbiz World, mate, but keep keep, keep working with me, mate. Um, speaking of which, uh, a big sporting event before the Olympics started, which we're going to talk a bit about, was the Milwaukee Bucks. What a great victory, Shane. I know our, our mate Tex is very interested in the NBA, but um, how good was it to see Giannis? Uh, what a game. What a game for them to, to, to clean it up at home.
2: Did you hear? Did you see the uh, uh, recording when he went to Mackers? Yeah,
0: it was actually it was filet It's filet. Uh, oh, sorry, was it? And, and yeah. he got fifty nuggets, one for every because he shot fifty we... points, Tex, in, in
2: the last game.
0: Um, it's it like interesting. When I'm, I'm Tom Mitchell turns up um, and and orders one for every possession that he gets um, in junk time against Collingwood, um, mate. Now. There were some other things, um, and this is something that concerns me because um, last week I had my first um, um, my my Pfizer jab last week, and um, I was very concerned when I saw some some information that came through on the Herald Sun yesterday about the side effects. Have you have you heard about that? You you know what I'm talking about, don't you, Tex? Because um, I was concerned about my man boobs. They've, um, they're they saying that you, they're technically calling it the Pfizer boob job. Um, women, are <laughs> no. women are apparently, and some men who've got man boobs like me, have actually noticed that they have got a little bit bigger after they've had the Pfizer jab.
2: Wow. What does the boss think about that, mate?
0: Well, uh, mate, um, what happens in the boudoir stays in the boudoir, Shane, but... Um,
2: Tick? Is it? Was it uh, a tick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, could, like
0: to, I'd like to say the reason the reason for the extension has been the Pfizer jab, but I'd suggest it's those fifteen shortbread dreams <laughs> I'm smashing
1: at the end of the workday. But it's the uh,
2: cheapest, the cheapest boob job ever, <laughs>
1: <laughs> paid for by the government. You could you could expose them, mate, like they used to do in the Truth back in the eighties.
2: <laughs> Page three.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, now, um, since we're talking about COVID and, and I guess melding that into into our favourite Olympics moment and the winner is Sidani. Uh, but perhaps not. Um, our, our dear friend, um, what's her name? Gladys.
1: Um, she's struggling,
2: mate. Text. Oh.
1: Well, Well, we picked this a while ago. I mean, she's... Um, proven to be a buffoon has glad So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later But I thought you were going to talk about The winner not being Sydney But actually being Brisbane That was the other news of the week for me Was Brisbane being awarded the 2032 Olympics I think that might be on the bucket list Imagine the three of us over the drip tray At the Caxton Hotel in 2032 <laughs> My goodness gracious me
2: We'll be doing it uh, We'll be doing the uh, podcast live from that hotel. Not interested, mate.
0: Um, could I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, just on Gladys. Out of Melbourne, go on, Shane.
2: Just on Gladys. Um, she will announce a two-week extension to the lockdown tomorrow.
0: Just two weeks.
2: Just two weeks,
0: mate. Um, if they're out of this before we play the finals, I'll be shocked. now nah. no way. Off, based off financial modelling, and I did check in with Tricky Ricky. He's run an Excel spreadsheet for me, mate, and extended that out, and, and suggests that, and, um, and best wishes to to the trickster um, that he does suggest that um, we're in a spot of bother, or Sydney are particularly.
1: Well, uh, the the great Greg Johnson's done a couple of bubble graphs here, and he's got them coming out on Cup Weekend in November. I mean, they are in for <laughs> a long haul. They are. Don't worry about that. I hope you ran out of that. Uh, you ran that report
0: out of bi, mate. But anyway. Um, mm, indeed. All right, let's let's get into it, mate. Because I understand there's plenty plenty to talk about the five rings. Wow,
1: well, an Olympic year. Not 2024, not 2028. It's 2020. 12 months later, 2021. We're away, boys, in Tokyo. What are your thoughts?
2: Oh, I love it. I've been a bloody sook, though. Every time I see someone do something well, they bloody start crying, just about sucking it in. The swimming, the swimming, the girls have been unbelievable.
1: Well, mate, it is a wonderful event when it's a bit like the church, when people come together for what could possibly go wrong. It takes COVID off the front page. It unites people together. Um, well, I think it's been fantastic. Turtle, your early thoughts.
0: Um. It's oh, I I sort of like um, boycott two weeks of watching Channel Seven, mate, when when the Olympics are on. Not not overly interested. Not when you <laughs> when, not when you run with skateboarding as an Olympic sport, rugby sevens as an Olympic sport. I mean it's taking the piss, isn't it? I think with athletics and swimming and some of those other traditional Olympic events, sure, but when that, when they do some of that other stuff, I mean, give me a spell.
2: Well, it's, it's about an inclusive world, mate. So I think that's why they don't... Know. I didn't mind the skateboard. I thought it was quite good. And the rugby 7's been around for a little while now. What about the three-on-three basketball, mate? They've introduced that for the first time. Surely you're a basketball fan, mate. You would well, love that. Well, that's why it's
0: called basketball and they just play the normal five-on-five. I don't know why we run for three-on-three and then netball doesn't get a Guernsey.
2: I'm not sure how you do a three-on-three with netball.
0: No, no just a
1: normal netball game, mate.
2: Oh, no, True.
1: Uh, See, so this is where you people miss the education part of the Olympics. I was interested in Here we go, <laughs> ...of, like, the Gambia, is Watini, Togo... The Gambia is just outside of and mate. Idiot. And what I am interested in, and if you can't help me, we'll have to call dokes, how come there's North Macedonia? Not Macedonia. It's the country is North Macedonia.
0: Uh, Why is that? You could be opening a can of worms amongst our hashtag Greeks um, um, who listen to this episode, uh, listening into this podcast regularly, mate. Um, there is something going on in that European Union which precludes um, the Macedonians actually calling it Macedonia. So it used to be called the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, or under the acronym FYROM. Uh, but um, <laughs> but um, that, that also got the Greeks a little bit towy, they were literally wearing Roman sandals, um, which confuses the whole thing. But anyway, um, no, we should have got Dakes on for that bit, mate. Did you see him get out there? Uh, there was one bloke wearing red, red sneakers.
1: Um, what, what I'm interested in is uh, research, there were eight people representing North Macedonia at these Olympics, and I'm curious to know. In which sports are they partaking?
0: Well, Tex, I, I would have loved to have said I've done the research and that I actually cared, but I, I haven't, uh, unfortunately. So um, I was actually quite surprised that Ariane Titmuss was actually Australian when she won the medal. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, mate. Uh, but uh, she's a Richmond supporter, mate. Um, so um, just once again, backing another winner there, just like old... um. Old party,
2: but um, mm, out, well, out in the first out in the first round. See you later. Unfortunately, she didn't pass the litmus test. Oh uh, yes, yes, it's cool. called litmus. It's litmus anyway. I'm enjoying no, I'm enjoying the Olympics cool. text. I love it. I think it's fantastic.
1: Well, what I, um... I refer I refer to her as Ariana boobness in my household. Boobness, not the other.
0: Oh, text, please. Come on, mate. <laughs> I'm not sure how I can edit that bit. I've not gone to that. I'll definitely have to get the work experience kit onto that one, mate. But um, in all seriousness, um, so what is it, day three or four? Four. Four? Day four. Uh, although they did start officially before okay. the opening ceremony. Yeah. Um, what Soccer a, started, The opening right. ceremony was uh, with no people there. I mean... Um, it's like Tom Papley running around to the crowd after he scores a goal. <laughs> There's nothing out there at Metricon, remember? So, um, not really sure. Poor old... um, um What's the tennis player's name? Um,
1: who, who carried the torch in? Oh. Tennis oh, player? Um, oh, Jesus. God. Number one in the world. Osaka.
0: I'm just pleased that she's recovered from some of those mental health issues, that she was able to make it back to... Um, to do the um to do the, the torch the torch um, the torch piece so that's good, mm. good to well, she's
1: not number one in the world number one in the world well she was number one in the world but she's the iconic sports person of that country potentially so I think it's great that she was the, become the face of the country and I don't reckon the crowds have made any difference at all to the watching to the viewer like us because we're to watch right. AFL footy and we were accustomed to watch the Olympics. And I found myself working myself into a muck lather the other night as I watched the equestrian as they went through the PR routine where the horse gets up and trots. And um, I had about $20 a win on it to actually get through, but they weren't taking my money, sports bet, <laughs> on the on the equestrian.
2: <laughs> they are taken every other bet.
1: Hey, what, what about in the pool today? Uh, Ronnie's daughter came. She actually got a gold, so we're seven medals as we go to air tonight, three gold, I think two silver and a bronze, and we sit clearly in sixth place after shaking off Kosovo, who are breathing down our necks in seventh.
2: That was a great swim by uh, uh, Maka. So her father passed away last August with a brain tumour.
1: I saw that, yeah, yeah. and I, that's what I've liked about the Olympics too, is that the athlete performs but then they've had the, the what it's meant to the family and, and everybody back in Australia and around the world for that matter. So did you see um Ariana Boobmus's coach go AWOL when when she won?
0: Yeah
1: ben, ben, as a as a coach Boxall. as a coach coach what did you actually think of that? I
2: loved it. I loved it. It was fantastic. I love the uh, the uh, Japanese um, I don't know what would you call a security person behind it. Yeah. She didn't she didn't know what to do. Well, She's sort of clapping yeah. and trying to stop him from moving.
0: Now, the do-gooders, there are a couple Did you hear about those texts. It's almost worthy of a tirade um, where some lady's gone and posted, I forget who she was, who's posted on social media that uh, this is just terrible. It's taking the attention away from from his actual coachee, all that sort of stuff, um, was one thing. And the second thing was, mate, his face mask it had fallen down below his lips. What's going on there? Well, well he actually-,
2: actually broke it.
0: Yeah. Correct.
2: And he pulled it out he didn't mean to break it but it was it was broken so he couldn't well, put it on. what he
0: should have done is mid celebration is just steady up retire the thing around his ear and get back into um doing the right thing mate.
2: Is this you trying to be funny. Right? Hey? No. Is this you trying to be funny because it's not
1: I hey, um we won't talk... right along, <laughs> we, we won't talk much about Ash Barty but um she she was a disappointment as was is it Stephanie Gilmore, the surfer shame? She was. Yes, Stephanie yeah, Gilmore. Surf- she she was no. out in the heats. Uh,
0: is there actual waves in Tokyo that they can actually? I didn't even know they have surf beaches.
2: Yeah, very oh, the... very um, Mate. not much of a swell though. Unlike no, your today... at the moment, uh, turtle.
1: Today there was there was a typhoon building, so there was a bit going on there, and then, um, Sly Azzer, Jessica Fox, Slyazer that's her, her nickname. Mate, if she, you have to, if you have to explain your humor, it's not funny text. She she disappointed today and, and got bronze, and it does beg the question: um, should we give out silver or bronze, or should there just only be gold, and the rest doesn't matter? That's a little confrontational in this household. But hmm.
0: no, mate, I know that you're an expert because we've seen you on during the spring carnival and some of the attire that you wear. Expert commentary on the Australian
1: team's outfit. Swimming outfit, or what no, the, they... the one that
0: they marched into the stadium with on opening night. I thought
1: it was, okay. it was okay,
0: mate. They look like waiters and waitresses from the old cuckoo restaurant in Orlinda from back in the 70s and the 80s, mate. All they needed was the, those um suspender um things over <laughs> their shoulders, mate. You're kidding me, it's a cabaret outfit. My goodness, they, they, they just oscillate between the swagman and the
1: cuckoo, you know, up there in the upper furniture gully. Space, oh, unbelievable. Now you know I'm a bit of an innovator. I just I need you to work with me here. I wasn't. I, think, I wasn't actually aware of that. Shane, please. I think we could round out. You know how they finish the swim event with the fifteen hundred meters. That's the last event that they have in the pool. Yep. I think we could round it out with the an event called the stand swim. S-T-A-N, as in Stand the Pay TV Channel. And I'll tell you why. You think I'm making this up? This is as true as I stand here. In lane one, you could have somebody representing Pakistan. In lane two, South Sudan. In lane three, Afghanistan. So pretty run-of-the-mill so far, right? But in lane four, you could have Kyrgyzstan. In lane six, Azerbaijan. Race seven. Kazakhstan. What was that? What was that one, mate? What was that last one? Azerbaijan.
0: Try again, mate. Have a third
1: go at it. Azerbaijan. Try that, mate. Azerbaijan. There you go. Beautiful. And then Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan. You think I'm making them up? They are real countries participating at this Olympics. All ending in stand. So let's round out the pool with a stand swim event. i love it you know
0: what mate i've got i've got to say um the um the fact that you've done that level of research actually puts to shame all the other research that you've done in the preceding 25 episodes or whatever it is that we've run on this podcast that was very impressive shane
2: i think you did very well he's always been bored at work nothing going on mate. you got some quiet time
0: don't start that don't start anything there mate
1: don't light a fire (laughs) Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right Now Go on Go on to you, running The show
0: here Do you want to Do you want to go on to our little mini footy Olympics That we um, That we set ourselves up for this week Of course we can Continuing the theme So We're going to start With a very Very basic one Our Our gold silver bronze For our best team Of the year to date um, Shana, Would you like to start Who's no, the, I was going to get te-
2: Let's get text to start while he's uh, on fire. Yeah. Who, who's, my, your,
1: who's, my, your, who's your gold, gold, medal? Gold, gold medal team at the minute? Yeah. Are the Bulldogs. Haven't missed Not. a beat. Gone. Bang.
2: Concur.
0: Concur. Oh, my goodness. That's the first time we're... All <laughs> right. Silver. Who, who'd you go with Silver,
1: mate? Um, this might surprise you, but I'm going with Geelong. Um there and thereabouts, still there and thereabouts, not far off it. So they're my silver. Uh,
2: I went, I went the demons as my silver.
0: I went, oh, sorry, I went the lions.
2: Hmm. Do you tell. Why, well, I, why the...
0: well, I think they've done a ripping job after the start of the year. It's it's fine to sort of like have a crack over the last the preceding two weeks to the weekend, but um, I still think they're they're up and about, mate. Um, and they're the only team that's beaten Geelong in the last 11 weeks. So, And they, 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 they probably should have beaten Melbourne as well. But anyway, um, that's my view on, on silver. What about bronze?
1: Well, I've looked at bronze for a team that's on the up and potentially going to get better. Um, but I've had a crack this year, and and I've given it to the Fremantle footy club, the bronze. <laughs>
0: Shane, I wish I could have captured that that reaction. <laughs> uh, not sure that Tex understood the question. I don't know how you get the tenth place team on the ladder to have won the bronze medal somehow. Uh, Low expectations, obviously.
2: Yeah, let's just leave that one. I've gone yeah. the cats as bronze, uh, based on what uh, Tex said previously about the cats as his silver medal um, recipients. Yeah. Turtle.
0: No, no, I've gone to demons. I thought I think they've been pretty good all season, so I couldn't bring myself to giving Geelong any sort of a medal. Um,
2: the, no, well, we know that we know the reason. Right. That. But
0: but the other thing is, is that um, if they're ever going to win a medal, it would be for their home and away form because that's that's actually you can't argue how well they've been in home and away. It's it's more their finals performances that are more in question. So we can we can we can talk about that one another day. Um, yeah. What about? What about best players? Um, we did speak about forward, backman, and, and midfielders. Now, Shane, I know you, um, my um, my note out to the team in the lead up to today was clearly a little bit ambiguous uh, <laughs> because you only you only came up with a gold medal uh, winner, and Tex didn't come up with any. So um, I know he's been feverishly working away in the background as um, uh, you and I are, are, are padding time out. But
1: I can give um, you my I can give you
0: my uh, responses very simply. Very good, mate. So, All right. give us your um your
1: forward line gold, silver, bronze. Oh, I only had my gold. All right, All
2: right. Um, just golds.
1: Tom Hawkins for the gold forward. He's just an absolute star who is reliable. So he was my gold medal forward.
2: Okay, well I went with um, I went with Harry Mackay as the gold, um, and the reason being. Not just because he's yeah, you know, he's leading the goals scoring at the moment in the competition. He's in an average, very average team. Uh he's a in his marks inside fifty, contested marks and uh goal scoring. So I think uh I put him there as uh, as the gold recipient as a forward this year.
0: Well, I actually I agree with Tex. I put Tom Hawkins as um as gold. Um I actually did do it. Stop, a- stop the press. What did you just say? I, thought Tom Haw- I think Tom Hawkins is the gold medal winner for the forward line.
1: No, back a sentence. I thought I heard you say, I agree with Tex. Really fell yep. off my chair. That's okay, mate.
2: Um, Rewind well, it just to make sure you did say that.
1: Now, considering
0: I came up with the segment, I also came up with the silver and the bronze, so I wasn't confused about what we were asked to do. So so if you're interested, I'll give you my silver and bronze on the forward line as well. So Sure. I had Liam Ryan as the silver. So what I tried to do was also look at Smaller forwards as well as part of it, but so I had Liam Ryan as silver and Harry McKay as bronze, Shane, for all the reasons that you outlined. But Tom Hawkins for his all-round leadership, he does the ruck work, brings other people in. Um, I just think he's having a great season Um, and he's continuing his good form. He's a
2: bloody good kick. Yep, Uh, Liam Ryan. What's his stats like? What I, I reckon he's off the boil a bit for a while now. So,
0: he was injured. I know he's been injured for a couple of weeks as well. So, um, I guess in, in the, for this, I use the eye test, Shane, not just the stats test. So, <laughs> uh, for me, it was um, really the match-winning capabilities. He still, he's still jagged a few goals. You'd probably have the goal-kicking list there. He's probably kicked 25 goals um, or thereabouts. Are, are uh, I don't
2: have it, but I'd say I would guess that he's somewhere around that mark. Yeah,
0: yeah I think he's the best. Um small slash mid size forward. Um oh, I pick him first anyway.
2: Yeah. Cool. Good. Backman? Stuff. backs, Tex.
1: Um now I don't know how many games this guy has played, but he is a genuine star of a game. Um special mention, maybe a silver medal to Stephen May, but I love Dylan Grimes. I think he is a star. Hmm.
0: I, okay. I actually went for Stephen May for gold. Um as much as what well, I love Dylan Grimes, mate. Um he's not in the top ten backman this season. Um in, in, I mean if we're judging it on this season. Which mm. I thought we were, but like I said, yeah. I know my instructions were somewhat ambiguous, but um
2: Yeah, well I think Steve May's had a great season. Um Grimesy, I think Grimes is a great player, but I, I agree with Turtle. He's hasn't had a great season this year. Uh, mine uh, gold medal winner is Tom Stewart from the Geelong Footy Club. Yeah. I think Tom's had a great year, uh, elite in just about every area of the game. Um, yeah, and he's 28. And I think he's only into his is his fourth or fifth season. It's I think, probably about fifth uh, season, mate. He,
0: he's the guy yeah. that picked up from um, some local club down there in Geelong. From Geelong, yeah, Bar- yeah, the yeah. It's
1: South Darwin or
2: something. Yeah, um, down that way. Yeah. I'm not I sure which time. they have two leagues down there, so I'm not sure which league he came from. But yeah, yeah anyway, you're right. matter. Uh, Scalo got him over. Well, he's I had, been, him,
0: I had him down as the silver um, in my list. Shane, um, beautiful, and I had Dan Rich for the for the bronze. Yeah, I'm I, to find a spot for Jack Zebel, but I just couldn't.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: what about midfielders? This is this would be good. Um, I reckon we're half a chance on agreeing who the the gold medal is.
2: Text.
1: Um, um, gold Bontempelli, silver Petrarca, bronze Ollie Wines.
2: Hmm. Well, I uh, only did the one. Um, What's you started to do? Uh, anyway, I won't go into it. Uh, Marcus Bontempelli, correct number one for me.
0: Yeah, me too. So I had the Bontas as one. I had. Jack
2: Steele is two, yeah, um, and uh, Petrarca is three. Yeah. I think, uh, if I throw in another one, I think Clayton Oliver's having a better year than, than Petrarca. I think he's more impactful. Um, I think he's his decision-making and effectiveness with a ball by foot is much better. He's just an unbelievable workhorse. Um, he's a lead in a lot of the categories that they, they look at these days, and uh, I would have put him in there, the top three. But anyway, the bond for me, number one, I think his leadership skills have developed. Uh, and the other thing that he's got better at, he's actually hitting the scoreboard a lot more with accuracy, not, not by missing it like uh, Patrick Cripps from uh, the Carlton Football Club. Mm. Oh. The Carlton Football Club. Jeez, we could talk about them for a while, couldn't we?
0: That could, that could be the Kaisakistan of, um, of the AFL, mate.
2: Yeah, just back on the defenders, the bronze, uh, silver and gold um, selected, People, players. Um, the, the guy at uh, Carlton in the back line, Weedering, no one thought they'd get him in. No. Nope. Um, not after
0: the disgraceful effort against um, Suva on, um, on the. On I just thought i check. One of the best nicknames going around, by the way.
2: Dufa.
1: <laughs> um, best coach and the gold medal is Tex? John Longmire to have Sydney thereabouts so far, and who knows where they'll end up, in a year that is a side that's done it tougher than any other um, and to continue to build. I'm not sure they've left twenty one. I just like the way he presents. He talks internally and externally. Ah, John Longo.
2: Uh I chose Luke Beveridge from the Doggies. Um, I think where they finished last year, where he continues to evolve the team and challenge the team internally and to be on top of the ladder. Uh, they finished seventh last year. Uh, they're now currently sitting on top, as we know, and they've set themselves up for potentially a very successful year. So, Lukey for me.
0: Um, this is unbelievable. I had Longmire as well um, for gold, I had Beveridge for silver. Um, and I actually had Leon Cameron for bronze. I think he's done a great job with um, GWS, considering on the road um, players that they lost from last year that have moved, particularly Cameron, um, and some of the injuries they've also had throughout the course of the year. I think he's done a fantastic job. So um...
2: Special mention? Can I do a special mention?
0: Yeah, go ahead, Shane.
2: Uh, David Noble, I think he's done a superb job with a a, a list that we've would all have agreed of three months ago or four months ago, whatever it was, to think, oh, my God, why would you want to go and coach them? Uh, and to see how they're performing now, uh, they're a competitive team now. Like They were just putrid you know, six months ago. I think he's doing a great job.
0: Never as bad as it seems, never as good as it seems, Shane, with some of this stuff. Mm. Um, and what about, just to finish up, the
1: most improved player, um, who was your gold medal? Uh, well, this is a guy who snuck up on me. He's played 100 games. I just hooked him up there because I didn't know that about him. But for me, it's um, Darcy Parrish. I reckon he's gone to another level and um, he's my most improved player. You must be reading my
0: notes because I don't think we've ever agreed as much as tonight, mate. The, Darcy Parrish is my gold medal too.
2: <laughs> well, he's had a super year. He's having a super year. Uh, Took Took for me, Took Miller. I think he's coming all leaps and bounds. He's um, his possession rates. He's a lead in a lot of the areas, as I mentioned, with some of the other players. I think he's done a super job.
0: Well, well I also did silver and bronze on those. I actually had Harry McKay as my second most improved because I think um, he was nowhere near it in terms of goal kicking last year. I think he, it, like, he's a genuine presence, that bloke. Mm. Um, and I'd be more excited about him than Kurnow or anybody else down there. In oh, yeah. Structure. Yeah. Um, I yeah. reckon that's fantastic. And I had, as my third, Bailey Dale from the Bull. Hmm. He's been great up back. Yeah, it's um, super. Um, so, another one that I, I would have put into the squad just ahead of Jack Zebel Shane, but I know you don't like being, getting questioned on those things. So, there we go, boys.
2: I'll that's only put fun. up with the Jack Zebel comments for a few more weeks, boys, and then I'm just going to pull you both up.
0: Okay, mate. Thank you for that. And that's um, <laughs> that is a magnificent <laughs> wrap-up to to um, a bit of footy Olympics. Thank you Love very
2: it. Much. Right on, boys.
0: Morewood, a chance here for Collingwood. Shane Morewood puts it back. Oh, magnificent goal by Morewood. Shane, now this is a very different coach's corner we're running with today, mate. Um, we are I know last week we didn't think we were doing an Olympic special, and we said, "Go away and think about." Was it Melbourne and Geelong you were going to do this week? They might have to wait yeah, another week.
2: Because, well, they will. They will be.
0: You have found three Australian Olympians that you want to coach, and you're going to tell us why. Over to you, mate.
2: Do you know how many Olympians went? Australian Olympians went to the Olympics. They went to Tokyo. I
0: don't know. Uh, I,
2: Thanks to the news. Well, they went Australian. Text, no, that's true. Do you know that stat? How many Two, Australians went to, to represent our country? 200. Oh my god, it's embarrassing. I think We're it's 475 or something like that. Segment. Well, i actually got about eight now, but it won't take long. Depends on the feedback I receive for this. So, uh, my first how um, many people,
0: mate? How many people?
2: I think it's 470 right? something, 477. There you go.
0: Oh, you're going to pick three. They must buy the time You can send them one of those Telstra men. It was a tough
2: job, mate. This was a tough job. It wasn't easy. I
0: mean, you want to unseat Dean Boxall, for starters, but carry on.
2: Well, I am better a better coach than him, and the stats will show it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm, to, I'm not going to go an individual. I'm going to go a team as my first choice, and that's the Kookaburras. Okay. The Kookaburras play what sport, lads? I think it's hockey, mate. Yes, very impressive, Tex. Did you know that? Hey,
1: Shane? <laughs>
2: Thanks for the excitement. Did you want to? You want to make a comment, Tex? I can see it.
1: Now, now, Shane, if you could complete this segment by the time they have the opening ceremony in twenty thirty two, it would be most appreciated. <laughs> I'm with it, man. Have a look at Have a look at the eyes. So just
2: for our loyal listeners, uh, it took Tex four minutes and 22 seconds to actually dial in to this segment. And he's telling me after about a minute 20 to hurry up. Ooh. The so audacity the that he range. has. So lucky that he's in his location and I'm in mine because he's, he's about four foot eight. He'd be about four foot six after I finish with him. Ooh. So the reason why I chose the Kookaburras, um, I love the dynamics of the game. I love the strategy that's involved with that um, and the fact that there's so many individuals that I could actually help develop their game. Um, and Who's that at the moment? Um, I can't remember his name.
0: You're going to unseat him and you don't even know
2: who you're unseating. Well, it's probably a care factor. I'm not really so worried about correct. him. I'm just worried about the, uh, the players themselves. Um, they had a great win today. bet Argentina 5-2. They're the current uh, Olympic champions, Argentina. Um I'd love to coach them. The second athlete, well, I'm on, an athlete here.
0: Can, can we question your um your gold medal, choice?
2: Well, I'm just feeling rushed here because Tex wants me to hurry up no, because worry. the 2032 games about to start.
0: Tex, have you got a question to him about
1: the coronavirus? Uh no, not at this stage. I haven't. No. No
0: <laughs> surprise. So, what is it about the strategy of hockey? Um, would you think that that would be relatively straightforward to transpose yourself into coaching a hockey team from coaching a footy team?
2: Uh, From what I've witnessed, yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: um, They're up and about the old old Shano, mate. Just um, no worries. (laughs) Hockey's that simple. I'll just move from footy to hockey just like that.
1: If you've He's done your later. research, there is a bit of uh, history here in the link between hockey and AFL footy. Do you know that, Shane? Do tell, Tex. Yeah, it's
0: the it's the bloke who coached uh, the team went to the Dockers as well, didn't he? Ah, uh,
1: very good, Turtle Rick Charlesworth was the man. Correct. He was a champion. He uh, had a fair bit to do with the Dockers in the early days, but uh, yeah, that was sorry to interrupt. There sorry you go. to interrupt. Thank, so, thank you for your contribution so, so and I think slowing it, me up. Probably works
0: better. Footy to, to hockey than hockey to footy based off Rick's impact on the on the Dockers.
2: Mm. He's very good at cricket too. There wasn't he Rick Charlesworth.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about um, how he helped. Didn't the not represent the, the state team, mate. But,
2: but anyway, I'm going for an individual as my second choice. And uh, a female and say surfer and it's Sally Fitzgibbons. Yeah, well, hello. So she's is... here to ask why. Uh, well, I think um, surfers, uh, and I'm going to coach them for the next Olympics in three years' time, obviously. Um, so she's 30 years of age. Uh, she lost the semi final or quarterfinals today, uh, losing to the Japanese girl Suzuki. Um, it sounds like a car, yes. Um, but I think she's gone. Um, I love her attitude and uh, her relaxed way she approaches the sport. So I think there's some great opportunity for her to take her to another level. She's number four in the world, but she wants to get to number one.
0: So what is it about surfing, mate, right? specifically, that you're like?
2: What is it about surfing? The ocean?
0: The ocean could <laughs> sound like George Costello. What do you
2: want me to say? Okay, fair enough.
0: This sounded like a better segment on paper, but anyway. Correct. <laughs> it's very
2: <laughs> intelligent. The third one's going to be a ripper. It's another female text. <laughs> uh, good. And she was supposed to go to the Olympics, but she pulled out. Oh. <laughs> now, why would I choose her? I'm going to give this a question to you two. Why would I choose her? You know who I'm talking about, don't you? She's, no, six... I don't. No, she's I don't. six. She's six foot eight. Pulled out of the oh, basketball team. Cambage. Liz Cambage. Come days. you have to
0: straighten her up, mate, because basketball is a pretty straightforward game, isn't
2: it? <laughs> There's lots of lots of structure in basketball. <laughs> I think she needs a, she needs a lot of help. And uh seems we're very supportive on the mental health sides uh, of, of people. I think that she's just appropriate for me to actually um, support her and get her back on track or on track. It sounds like she may not have been on track at all. Um, so there you go. So there's my three. Uh, so, Shane,
1: if I can just <laughs> go back. You're going to contribute. <laughs> Honestly, man. Was gold, silver, and bronze. You've chosen the kookaburras who last won a gold in 2004 when I had hair. They've won, got bronze out of four of the last five. It wasn't, Sally, I wasn't
2: selecting a gold medalist, mate. A, a team or a person that has won a gold or a silver or a bronze. That, that's okay. okay.
1: Sally Fitzgibbon just had <laughs> a heartbreaking loss today, and she, she'll actually come away with as credibility as I've ever had she's coming home bagless she'll be able to get a cheap fare home she won't be bringing anything home with her in the baggage <laughs> and Liz Cambridge, who hasn't even fronted up you've picked of all the four thanks you've taken on someone who didn't even front up
2: yep she pulled out
1: well I must say but, but, but what, what what
0: I'm suggesting uh, just to wrap this up real quick, is that I'm looking forward to Melbourne and Geelong, <laughs> your insights on them next week, Shana. <laughs> but um, um, hopefully, Cam Barge is not playing um, not playing um, centre-half two teams. Maybe um, Chris Scott could... Um... get a
2: game at Carlton, though? She will get a game in the middle at Carlton?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, she, she could probably be captain coach at Carlton. Um, sorry, but um, <laughs>
1: Very good. All right. Um, let's just keep plowing um, on. Uh, well, my goodness, me back popular demand, it's time for Donald TV! Oh,
0: our little fella um, is having major gremlin issues, Shano, um, and it does sound like he has, he has had a serious session on the Terps uh, the way he's coming across here, mate, but um, I know you don't often listen back to the podcast, um, but as our, our favourite Molly Meldrum would say, do yourself a favour, mate, and um, in fact, that's that's just reminded me of something that I might do on Turtle TV. But have I got something special for you? Continuing this Olympic theme, before we jump into it, I do want to actually say something about um, Survivor. We've got to do the weekly update. Mrs. Turtle, as we speak, has got the apple pie just sitting in the living room waiting for um, Man Boob Central to get back in there quick smart so we can watch... Um, our favourite Macedonian, um, the politician from Bankstown, who's cutting a swathe through them. Shane, o.
2: Well, I hope um, Mrs. Turtle's got two apple pies because you have had some growth in the, the area, <laughs> the, the region. So I think you need two now. You need to feed those two little babies you've got, well, those oh, big babies, no. all right? Um,
0: thanks, Shane. Um, You're welcome. Have you got anything, anything to say about Survivor, mate? Have you been tuning in? It's starting to get a bit interesting now.
2: Well, it is brawn. It is, and George is the the most popular character on the show. Um, and last night's performance, um, yeah, was gold, Logie. There's no yeah, doubt about absolutely. it. He's got uh, more brawn than brains uh, sometimes, but uh, I think it's very interesting to see how the show plays out with his uh, intellect and his tactics. But last night with him uh, wearing uh, the um, the idol,
1: the idol around the campsite. <laughs> Gold.
0: Have you tuned gold. in, Tex?
1: I tuned in the night that Gavin Wangaane got the lemon and sauce. I saw yes. that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, no good. I'll 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 up. Um, He was no good. But um, much to your predictions, too, Tex. He didn't last too many um too many days. And you would have thought if there was somewhere he was going to thrive, it might have been in the Australian Outback. But um, not to be.
2: <laughs> not the well, social game. Not the social game. Not very good. Trusted Can't be people people. Oh, well, he, he trusted too many people, mate.
0: Yeah, he was um, uh, and he didn't understand the taxi on one night. He cocked up the vote. <laughs> that 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 wouldn't go well when he was doing the coaches' vote. Sorry, when they were doing their players' vote for the captain. Um, that's why Primus ended up captain, mate, because Wingerland got it wrong. Anyway, um, moving right along. So this week, starting with the Olympic theme, um, Tex, you challenged me to find my my podium for. Olympics commentators. So there are a few out there, um, but, mate, uh, I'm going to start with um, the person, and uh, and I will come back to who missed the podium in the end, but um, with the... On this occasion, for his magnificent commitment to rowing, Peter Landy, uh, <laughs> one of my favourites from days gone by, mate. He used to love doing the rowing. On the very occasional... Um, times that rowing actually got a mention on World of Sport, they would haul in Peter Landy on a Sunday to do that because normally, as you know, he was the weekly reporter, uh, the weekly um sorry, the sports host on the news and hosted the big league or the big replay as it used to be called. But never used to come on World of Sport, but he would when it came to rowing. And he was he was a staple for us in the Olympics way back in the Halcyon days. Um, so he's, he's my bronze medalist. Now, my silver medalist. Now, the only person who might, you might not even remember this text, even though you look older than Shane and I put together, um, you may not remember this one. <laughs> um, but it was ABC commentary. It was radio commentary for the Olympics. Norman May. Used to call oh, it yes. A, just magnificent. Oh, magnificent mate. voice. Legend. Absolutely legend. Like he used legend. to do cricket commentary as well. Um, he was He was brilliant um and sorry, i so i loved him to do, because it, there's obviously a few popular swimming commentators over the journey shame but norman may gets the silver medal and how could you go par oh sorry go ahead mate i was just going to say
2: as molly meldrum team do yourself a favor text get onto youtube have a listen search for norman may's voice you will love him mate he
1: is a star radio well, Sorry. I will do that, Shane. I will. I'll do that. If it's the last thing I do before I put the head on the pillow, I'll, I'll YouTube Norman May's voice. Thank you. Okay.
0: And in gold, in gold, how can you go past? Um, what a champion. What a star. Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> that call of Kathy Freeman uh, at the Sydney Olympics. But just the stats that he would come up with, the clarity with which he... Um, he, he actually communi- there was one piece and I think it was at the last Olympics um, might have been in London where there's this shot of him calling and someone's got a, a shot of him on the phone and he's banging the table he's getting all excited as the runners are going around the track and I can't remember what event it was that he was calling but he was calling it live and someone was showing footage of him doing it so can you find the more passionate caller um, and what better way to summarise him than special uh, <laughs> Bruce McEvaney gets gold for me um, now a notable mention for Ray Hadley who also Hi. is a fantastic swimming swimming caller um, so he definitely um, was was one to mention and then at the, the flip side someone who I cannot stand ex-Olympic athlete Raylene Boyle oh um, she no, she's not, mate. So, But thanks for harking up, Dex. And maybe you can say something about it in your tirade. Now, piss off. It's my segment. And Raylene Boyle, she's been voted out, mate. No, thank you. All right. Now, last week it was inappropriate comedies. This week it's magnificent pop and detective shows from the late 70s, early 80s. So right down my alleyway, Shane. So again... Sticking to our um, our Olympic medal theme, I'm going to start, and there are a lot of people who missed the podium on this one. This was a very, this is like one of those hurdle, the 110 metre hurdles, and I could never understand why the hurdles was 110 metres and the 100 metres was 100. But anyway, um, the, myrtle, uh, the hurdle, you'd, you'd be running down and there'd be a close thing and there'd be eight of them going to the line and, and you get your gold, silver, Bronze and four blokes who just missed out, and that's exactly how this works <laughs> with these um, cop shows. Show so starting with my bronze medal, and you'll probably be surprised that these guys are as low as bronze. But Starsky and Hunch.
1: oh, I love them.
0: David Soul and Paul Michael Glazer were the uh, were the stars of that show, mate. Um, and I'm pretty sure they won a number of Emmy awards. But um, who was um who was um your favourite character in that in that show? Starsky. Was it? Now, yeah. remember the, the guy who'd always be there um <laughs> Yeah, remember I can
1: him,
2: the, picture the, him, but the, the I don't know his name. Yeah.
0: Um, do a Google search on that one, buddy. It doesn't come to mind now, but um, a magne- just a good recurring character. So Starsky and Hutch get the um, the bronze, the silver. This one will surprise you. Um, husband and wife combination into, the death, into the detective stakes.
2: Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Heart to
0: heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> heart to heart. And again, one of the special characters in that show was their butler. Remember that bloke, um, um, their butler? But it was Stephanie Powers uh. was um, the female leading that. They had the nice lock of um, red hair. And they always used to think that the the male lead liked, was Ste- hand-selected Stephanie Powers because it reminded him of his real-life wife, which was Natalie Wood. Remember, she got um supposedly overboard. murdered over, yeah, over yeah, overboard. Yeah. Drowned. Uh, on the yeah, that's right. That's a nasty story. But uh, mm. anyway, heart to heart gets the silver medal on this occasion and in the gold. Drum beat. Charlie's Angels.
2: Oh yes. Aww.
0: Get the gold medal, mate. And once again, Boz, one of the understated figures in that one. And who played the voice of Charlie? The guy, he'd always be on the speakerphone, mate. Come on, girls, come around. Uh, Charlie's on the line. Yeah. I've got an assignment for you, girls. Who was that? I'll give you a clue. He played the lead character in the series Dynasty a few years later. John Forsythe. Oh. Blake Carrington in Dynasty. Yep. Could feature yes, in my Sophie's to top five in a few weeks' time, Chano, But Very good. Uh, but who was your favourite angel over the journey?
1: The dark-headed, the brunette one. Jacqueline Smith? Yes. I, yeah, I think so.
2: Jacqueline Smith. I
1: think she played Kelly.
0: Um, might be um, my memory of her. And then there was... Um, of Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett. I think she played Chris. Um,
2: she can play was, anyone at the moment. Her, her head's... Or mangled. You should you do it do a right. do a, do a, a search way? on Farrah Fawcett. Oh, yeah, it's not good. Not good it? at all.
0: No. Um, but um, no, I liked um, Tanya Roberts played one of the last ones that, because it was always the third the third one that um, kept getting replaced. Um, anyway. Now, notable mentions text. We had to stick an Aussie show Cop Shop for me not got a notable <laughs> mention, right? Um, and um, I used to love Roy in um, Roy Baker, um, um in that one. Um, Petrocelli was a was <laughs> oh, Petrocelli, yes. Um, have that one into Columbo um, which was uh, magnificent as well with Peter Fork, that's right. Um, and one that drifted out of the 70s and into the early 80s, early 80s Miami Vice. Oh, another, another oh. so anyway, I'm sure we'll get some. Um, some commentary from that one, and there's a special one out there for the other Pumper, mate, because I know he was keen on the comedy shows last week, so keen
1: yeah, to hear his... Yeah, yeah. A spot for that lot,
0: please. Um, bit too early to see me, but one of the ones that... I'll tell you why that show was a ripper, text, because when it when it re, when it it came back in second and third reruns, and it, and it features in the middle of the afternoon, you know you're on a winner, mate. It's sort, it's sort of like Quincy... M E uh, with Jack Clugman.
2: What about All the right. AFL connection with uh, Paul Cronin and the roles that he had?
0: At Matlock, oh yeah, and,
2: and solo.
0: The Sullivan's solo man
2: was it solo one?
0: All right, Shane, Paul Cronin. Let's um, let's stick to who your favorite Olympians are that you'd like to coach. Thank you very much.
2: And I want to look him straight in the eye,
0: and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is.
1: Now, in keeping with the theme of the Olympic rings, I've got five hard-hitting, short, sharp tirades. I've gone through the alphabet and I'm going to start with A. And A is directed at the AFL. Can you believe that they've actually going to run with that stupid pride game in round 21? But they've gone worse than that. They've gone worse. They've gone mental. They have decided sequence on the socks of the swans, and they've got a new pride jumper that looks them decks them out as if they're going to the Mardi Gras. The AFL and the Pride round have got nothing in common until an AFL male player comes out and says that they are gay. So stop wasting your time, AFL, and stop creating jumpers that no one's interesting and no one's going to buy. And don't dress AFL athletes up as fairies. Quit while you're ahead and don't make political statements and just stick to putting on a game of footy. As I work through the alphabet, C is for Carlton. What a disappointing rabble of a football club they are to get so ahead of themselves after beating the worst side in the competition that was Collingwood the week before. They have gone nowhere, Carlton. They were, this time last year, um, sorry, at the the end of the year, year, they finished 11th with seven wins and 10 losses, right? They're currently seven wins this year with four to play, and I don't think they'll win another game. Last year, they finished with a percentage of 94. They currently got a percentage of 92. They are a rebel. They are standing for nothing. I'm not sure the review – you can review all you like, but until they actually get players who care, walk off the ground after a loss with a little bit of feeling and a bit of hurt, they are going to go nowhere, that footy club. G is for Gladys. My goodness me, Gladys. Have you been a disappointment? You were trumped up there like a pox doctor's clerk months ago, looking at us, telling us that you had COVID under control. But you've fallen into a sick sense of insecurity, and you need to now not only lock up your state, but you probably need to lock yourself up because there's something wrong with your ability and treat a pandemic with the seriousness that it deserves. You are, and because of your selfishness, you're going to be locked up in many months to come, and the cost for this country is significant. They're They're be up, right, right around this country, those in Victoria, to be and, and break all the rules and then get into the streets of, of Melbourne, Melbourne and punch police forces uh, is, is, is just a disgrace. And it's okay to protest if you know what you're protesting for. But they, they, they weren't even sure what they were doing there. Let we talk about herd mentality. They were just there to be seen to be there, which is very disappointing. And, an Im- and And finally, S is for Channel 7. Now, I sit down and I watch the Channel 7 news religiously. And I see Jane Bunn present the weather who, to be fair to say, is on the largest side of large, is Jane Bunn. But I use it because I'm glass half full. I use it and I say to the girls, that's okay. Um, Jane's doing her best and Jane's a very good weather presenter. And we don't judge books by their cover. But then as they ease out of the news and they head into the... the uh, ...Liesel Jones, my... Gold medals they've got are those gold medals you buy in the packets of the chocolates that they consume. They would be gold medalists between the two of them in donuts. They've blown out like a block of flats post their Olympic career. So I'm not sure now. I'm I I, I can't tolerate Tracy Curo. Not Tracy, Tracy Kiro. Kiro. um
2: Grimshaw. Uh,
1: Grimshaw. Grimshaw. I can't, Grimshaw. I, I, I've moved from Tracy Grimshaw to Jane Bunn, and I have to double down into Joanna Griggs and Liesl Jones. I can't take it any longer. Memo to the networks, if they could employ anyone to occupy our screens that is below 80 kilos, that would be something that they could do for my mental health. Over and out. (laughs)
2: Oh,
0: Tex, you don't disappoint. Shano, any immediate feedback for the little fella?
2: Um, yeah, you mentioned the Olympic rings, so I assumed there's going to be something about the Olympics. And you went to the AFL, Carlton, Gladys, protesters, and Channel
1: 7.
2: Mm. I'm I'm confused.
1: Five topics for five Olympic rings.
2: Where's that? Where's the link with the Olympic rings,
1: Shane? There's five rings in the Olympic rings. I realize that, and I used five. I, 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 I can count
2: one to five, I know. And I thought there was going to be a connection with the Olympics and you go, these other things. Out of
0: your tirade, you, which one would you give a gold medal to? Which one are you most worked up about? Which one are you in a leather?
1: of? i finished finish between the protesters and the pride game because I was trying to send a message about um, those that putt from the rough because a couple of male players had come out. But until there's a marketing player or players who come out and are brave enough to... and talk about what they stand for, it's nothing more than window dressing, having a pride round in a all-men's AFL competition where no one has come out and coughed up their sexuality. And we don't – now people will get onto Twitter <laughs> –
2: you don't Actually, judge on the show. Uh, Hang on, just go back to Channel fifth, 7.
1: What was your fifth um <laughs> rate point there, mate? Uh, channel 7 so and the 80 kilo, kilo women. On that one, Tex. Oh, I'm not judging those people for who they are, but I'm saying it's a bit counterintuitive people who present as sloths. Um, it's a bit like having me present a hair growth It doesn't connect. no. Mm, I'm not
2: sure about that one. Well, I would say you are judging those three women you mentioned.
1: Shane, they're probably lovely people and we're all God's children. And when they were were stars in their own right, but consume more cans of Coke than I do in between ad breaks. I mean, it's gone a little bit, it's gone a little bit far, hasn't it? Oh, dear, buddy.
0: Oh, Tex, I think you're inconsistent. You, you, you had a crack at the AFL for not supporting the breast cancer um, the piece. There's not too many blokes that I know who suffer from breast cancer, yet they supporting that initiative. So what does it matter whether you're gay or not? Isn't it just more around the game being
1: inclusive? No, because the the breast cancer game, they actually encourage us to raise funds for the Breast Cancer Network of Australia. Well, they're not asking
0: us to raise funds in this case. What they're asking us to do is be more inclusive of everybody, regardless of your preferences.
2: Accept all for all. Yeah. No matter
1: what. We accept Well, to to my knowledge, there's no one in the AFL to consider accepting because no one has put themselves out there as being different. different. Well, what's is that got to do with it? It's is there gay whole community.
2: Is there gay AFL women? Is there gay in Nepal? the AFL Nepal? Are there? Is there, is there gay people there?
0: Uh, are there executives in the AFL or AFL clubs who, who might have uh, different sexual preferences to yours? That's what the project. Uh, not about, not it's about the whole, It's about the whole. Are there supporters who who might who might um, be attracted to the same sex? Not to. What there's no supporters that turn up to a game that might be that might be gay.
1: Well, well not that no, I mate, with the circles I circle with where I sit at the venues I attend.
0: No, no, but it's not about you, it's about everybody, mate. That's why
1: it's about inclusivity. Tex, I don't I see, see any, any open shows of affection in the northern southern stands of the MCG ever. You better get to a Richmond game, the dusty kicks of gold, mate. We're all over one another. Mm, That's a better revenge in itself
0: Alright <laughs> On that note uh, Tex, once again I'm sure you'll get the, the, the tweets into an explosion um, So, moving right along Thank you very much And we're now up to, finally Shane We've come to your favourite segment But, as you know we love people participating in this section. You're okay, Tex? you just, <laughs> um, just choked on a snake. If anyone wants to participate, Chano, where do they go?
1: At the Coke and Tex.
0: Oh, Tex. You're working beautifully, mate. Right. Now, before we... Now, we said what we do is we come up with our gold, silver, bronze tweeter uh, or tweeters um, amongst all of us, right? And, and, and give our reasons for, for those. But... Um, I do want to um, I, I do want to first talk about something that's very topical. You're right there, Tex? You, the you feeling okay?
1: Just wondering why you've gone off the run sheet.
0: Well, it's the first bullet point on the run sheet, mate. It's about God. our very Twitter love story that's, that's emanated over the last week. Have you, have you just seen the, let's call it, viral interaction that's or, that has organically grown? Um, and it's happened by it's happened between Kim Jong and Mr Beanbag, um, both being Carlton supporters and just carrying on as if they're having their own little Twitter um, back and forth, mate, about the Blues. And it just just happened all late Saturday afternoon as Tex threw the bait out there and he caught a couple of big fish, um, <laughs> starting with Kim Jong and followed up by the Beanbag. He's never rustled himself out of that that white fluffy stuff as quickly as he as he did on Saturday afternoon, just so he could um, come back and respond to Kim Jong. It was it was just – it was beautiful, mate. So I think that, you know, with this Olympic theme, it's just great to see one lighting the torch for another. It was magnificent. Um, anyway, I just thought I'd bring that to your attention because I know how often you go to the, the, your feed. Shane, so why don't you start, mate, uh, (laughs) your gold, silver and bronze, mate, your gold, silver and bronze tweeter, mate. Who are your favourites amongst our group?
2: Now, before I actually give my three favourites.
0: Hurry up, mate, because I've just got the battery warning on my bloody...
2: um, What a surprise, (laughs) you you two. Every time I start to speak, you you two, one of you can say, well, you hurry up. (laughs) I reckon we'll just call it the turtle and text from now on. Uh, (laughs) Oh. I, I, I think we'll just move I, on so, so for all the tweeters that are listening This is the last show that I'll be involved with <laughs> uh, You can tweet the other two idiots About your comments about that um, So Bronze Is one of my favourites Mick the bus driver um,
0: He's in the Paralympics I told you I told Well you.
2: I know that And we don't know <laughs> We're not sure where Mick because is And Mick doesn't know where he is Sometimes or even he? gets lost in the bush yeah. um, But anyway uh, mix, mix my bronze. Uh, you just mentioned these two before, but my uh, silver medalist is the beanbag, mainly because he came on the show last week. Um, so, and my gold medalist is Kim Jong, because he's just a sucker for Carlton. He has got no idea about football at all, and that's why I love him. Kim Jong, gold medal. Congratulations.
0: It, it is, it, it is funny, um, Tex, because you can see Shane's put a lot of work in, um, his favourites because he, he he scurried along and furiously wrote some notes there. Well, before um, I used to so, jumped
2: in, so it probably took me one minute to come up with those three.
0: Mate, you start to sound like um, Jeff Fennick. Used to, used to what, mate? What are we yeah. used to?
2: So who cares about English, mate? You're Macedonian. What English do you speak? <laughs> Text. Well,
1: you you might have to have the. So mine mine were the bronze because a little bit like in the workplace, he doesn't tweet often, but when he does, it makes perfect sense, and he's a genuine student of the games. Which next? The AFL game, but he also loves the world game, the round ball. But he's he's an all he's a bit of a like a MacAvaney of Twitter, mate. He's he can adapt to all situations. So bronze, Mr. Flynn, John um, Wood, because he. He's just blinded by Carlton and, and everything that comes with it. So he absolutely gets the silver. And I love it when he gets wound up. He he gets so emotionally attached to the topic that he tweets. And then he tweets again and he tweets again all about the same topic. So I love that about King Jong-un. Um, but the gold for me is is Mr. Beanbag. Because not only does he take to us via Twitter, but then he also... Follows up with a DM or a direct message, and he doubles down. So the gold goes to Mister Beanbag for me.
0: Um, thank you, Tex. That was good. So I've gone with a um, I, because I figured I, I, I couldn't rely on you to do this. So I've gone with a bit of a female flavour to our to our tweeters team. Um, so I'm going to go with my gold medal first, and it's got to be my fellow fellow tigress um, in the Detroit Diva because um, when she pops up, mate, it's incessant, it's just tweet after tweet after tweet. Um, so the Detroit Diva gets the gold now. Someone who we haven't spoken about for a while gets the silver, and that's the Duchess of Brighton. Now, she has been um, seen more recently in the big green box, um, uh, but um, has been out and about more recently. I, I think we've lost text. Um, Shano, no,
2: no, text we've lost is still there. Text
0: for this. Um, for this important segment. He's, um, he's just dropped out on us, mate. No, yeah, still you
2: there. You're... Just keep going, mate.
0: Oh, <laughs> we're just looking for the wrap-up of the segment, John.
2: Come on, mate. It's midnight. Hurry up. Uh,
0: and then finishing with my bronze um, is NEO from Cell Block D, um, um, who hasn't had a mention for a while. But I think um, – and you asked me, how does he fall under the female – Female theme, and that's a very good question, Shane. Um, I've forgotten about that, but I think he might have been at the at the Fair Lee prison. Um, was where NEO from cell block D was. Are you okay, Shane? Are you there with me? Have I lost I'm, you I'm well? good, mate. I'm good. No, very good, mate. All right, on that note, it's just that ends our bumper Olympic edition, and we can see text. We can see him at the other end there, mate. He's um, he's looking rather wistfully at us as to say, What have you done to me? You've cut me off. And I think this is probably the favourite section for a number of our of our loyal listeners, Shane. We've, we've cut him off. We should do this midway through a tirade.
2: It's called uh, the end.
1: It's, it's called got, the end. Oh That's goodness. why it's, it's their favourite part of it. We're, oh, We're no. just
0: bidding farewell, Tex.
1: I, I've been listening intensely, but I, I just got a business opportunity passed down to me through the wires. Do you want to know what it is? Let, let's wrap it up with that, Shane. Oh, Tex. I'd encourage our listeners to gamble responsibly. And go and borrow thirty thousand dollars at an interest rate of single digits, and have ten thousand on the do- the cats and the demons all to win the flag. You'll outlay thirty, and your worst result is forty grand back. Like it is just you. You can get between forty and fifty five thousand dollars back for the thirty thousand that you invest. It's money for jam.
0: So that would be one creative way to use your STI, mate. So. Um, We'll leave it with you, mate. (laughs) Giddy up. (laughs) All right, boys. We'll see you soon. Great job.
1: Go the Aussies.